Welcome to the Round the League podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Round the League podcast. I'm Rose Bryant, and this is your podcast for everything sports. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms at the Round the League podcast and on YouTube at the Round the League podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it, starting out with college football. So starting out with college football, we had an insane week this week with the conference championships. Uh, so starting it out, we had UTSA, who ended their undefeated season last week, did end up winning their conference championship 49-41. to Utah beat Oregon for, I believe, the second week in a row, 38-10, uh, to 10, or maybe it was two weeks, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, that they destroyed Oregon, and they did it again, 38-10. to 10. Um, Baylor beat Oklahoma State 21-16 to 16 by this much, if you saw my short, basically. Um, this was a super close game. Um, Baylor or Oklahoma State was without their starting quarterback, I believe, and he. So it was on. They bring it all the way down to the one. They need a touchdown to win the game. They get a goal line stand, and now it's a fourth down from the one yard line. Last play of the game, or last meaningful play of the game. If he gets it, they win. If he if he if they don't get it, they lose. He's running. He takes the ball. He stretches his arm out, but he gets caught beautiful open field tackle, and he misses the pylon in the goal line by that much, and Baylor gets the win over Oklahoma State, which is something that they failed to do during the season. Uh, Cincinnati whooped up on Houston 35-20. to uh, to 20. Houston had an 11-game winning streak going into that game. Michigan whooped up on Iowa 42-3. to um, and Pittsburgh beat Wake Forest in the weirdest ACC championship that you'd ever think. You've got powerhouse teams like Miami, uh, Florida State, Clemson, all in the ACC. None of them had a good season, and it was Wake Forest and Pittsburgh of all of the teams. And then finally, the game of the day, absolutely amazing. The University of Alabama beats, not only beats, but destroys Georgia. 41 to 24, which is a quite a familiar score. That's what that's the same score that happened in the game last year in Tuscaloosa. Georgia came into this game as a six and a half point favorite. Um, I think everyone, I mean, even myself, like even myself, like I knew some Georgia fans that were less, um, that were more confident in, in Alabama than I was. I was just like, yep, we're gonna lose this game. And like, like the whole time I've been thinking like, oh, I I cheer, I was pulling really hard for Oklahoma State because, or for Baylor because I knew if they beat Oklahoma State, we have a chance of getting in. And I was cheering for Houston uh, because I knew if Cincinnati lost, we'd have a, a even better chance of getting in. And in Iowa, I was prepared to cheer for all these teams. And I was like, oh, I have to watch these games um, after the Alabama game. And we just came out, we destroyed them. A beautiful, amazing game. Bryce Young, John Mechie, um, Jamison Williams clicking on all cylinders. Alabama's defense, we finally came out and just had an amazing performance just all around just a amazing performance from uh the whole team and then um so in the passing game Bryce Young went a 26 of 44 for 421 yards and three touchdowns taking the record for most yards by a quarterback away from Mac Jones who did it last year Brian Robinson had 16 carries for 55 yards um Bryce Young had another touchdown on the ground. Jamison Williams went seven receptions for a 184 and two touchdowns. John Mechie had six receptions for 97 and one touchdown. That one touchdown, second touchdown of the game, uh, he goes out and he's coming across. Bryce Young's rolling out and he and he darts the ball into him and he catches it just right out in front of him. Beautiful pass. And then there's another play where Bryce Young is running. He's Georgia defenders got his ankle and he pitches the ball out this wasn't even a designed option or anything he just pitches the ball out to uh, Brian Robinson to pick up the first down 
So all around an amazing game and even something that Alabama struggled with a lot, uh, punting. They like James Burnup had a um, amazing game with five punts for 219 yards and uh, for uh, 43.8 yards, uh, which doesn't sound like much. And of course, it's punting. So who who else knows about that? But um, we he came into this game averaging 38 yards of punt, which is the worst in college football. So that was pretty good. Now moving into the college football playoff, this is the this is it. This is it. This is uh, what's going to decide on who gets into the college football playoff. Now starting it out, I will go from the bottom. We or I will start at number four um, or number six, and then I'll go from the bottom at number six, Ohio State. Um, didn't make it to the conference championship, of course, after losing to Michigan last week, but still a pretty good, um, a great season from them. Two losses, though. Then Notre Dame, um, at 11-1, and they missed the playoff by, uh, one game even after losing their coach. Then number four, Cincinnati becomes the first group of five team to come in, and I actually, I will say I actually predicted this, um, the whole top six before it came out. Anyway, uh, they came in undefeated. Um, I think that they, like, people are saying, like, oh, people, people say that they shouldn't be in, but they definitely should be, they need the respect, and I don't, uh, at this point, I don't think anyone doubts that Cincinnati should be in the playoff. Then at number three, Georgia falling down two spots after losing to Alabama last night in that defeating fashion. And then number, uh, one, is it going to be Michigan? Is it going to be Alabama? Alabama regains the top spot. Um, after uh, losing to Texas A&M and then Michigan at number two, this is a, this is one a really crazy season because a lot of because a lot of times, especially recently, you see teams like go into the playoff undefeated. You have multiple teams coming into the playoff undefeated, um, but on but this year the only team left undefeated in the whole country. Every other team um, in college, at least in Division One college football, um, had one loss, including teams like Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State. I like even the good teams that kind of came out of nowhere. Like everyone had one loss except for Cincinnati here, and of course, like they're they only played a couple ranked teams. Um, I think at this point, it's uh, only two ranked teams that they played: Notre Dame and Houston. Um, but I think that it's really crazy, like, even Georgia, who, like, coming into, uh, this week was historically one of the best, like, teams in college football, um, especially their defense, um, even they have, they come in with a loss now, and I will say, Georgia versus Alabama, in that game, a lot of what it was is, um, Alabama did a great job of utilizing tempo, um, going up-tempo, I mean, um, utilizing the uh their tempo uh of course going up tempo to um mess with Georgia's defense because they are a big smash mouth team really like an old like an old like early 2000s uh like college football team uh very smash mouth uh they're not ready for a shootout like you see a lot of times in, like the Big 12 so if you've got a team that can go down the field and score um and you've got so Georgia their their whole defensive front is built on these big guys like namely um Jordan Davis who I didn't even know I I looked at his stats I think I, I think like Georgia every Georgia's all over him like oh my gosh he's the greatest thing to ever hit planet earth he has 24 tackles got I think two or um they weren't even solo tackles so less than two tackles in that game so he's 26 tackles and two sacks on the year um, and Georgia really hasn't played anyone. Their best win is against Clemson, who's ranked 19 right now. Um, but they, they're really not built for a team that's going to go up-tempo. Jordan Davis, he, he play, he's like two plays and he's out of there. So, if, But if Alabama's going up-tempo and they're not able to sub the, their big guys out, um, or if they played, I feel like they'd like 
Ole Miss is not as good of a team as Georgia, but the way that they're able to utilize the tempo going up-tempo the whole game, um, and Georgia's not able to cycle out their defensive front because part of what they're so why they're so good is because they're so deep, and if they're not able to cycle out and use that depth to their advantage, um, they, they don't, they're not going to have a good game. They're not going to have a good day on defense. So enough about that. Uh, now moving into the rest of the rankings, Baylor at 7, Ole Miss at 8, Oklahoma State at 9, Michigan State coming in with another with a good season with Mel Tucker at 10, Utah having a great season at 11, who will play in the play in the Rose Bowl against um, Ohio State. Then at 12 is Pittsburgh, the winner of the ACC. 13 is BYU, 14 is Oregon, 15 is Iowa, 16 is Oklahoma, um, 17 is Wake Forest, 18 is NC State, 19 is Clemson, 20 is Houston, 21 is Arkansas, 22 is Kentucky, 23 is Louisiana, Louisiana, um, the University of Louisiana, not LSU, um, 24 is San Diego State, who dropped five spots after losing their conference championship, and at 25 is Texas A&M. So for these playoff matchups, it will be number one Cincinnati versus number Number one, Alabama versus number four, Cincinnati at the 330 game in, I believe, the Cotton Bowl. Um, and then number two, uh, Michigan versus number three, Georgia um, at the late time slot. And that will be at the late time slot. And that will be in the Orange Bowl in Miami, Florida. Uh, so Michigan and Georgia, of course, is um, going to be the better game to watch, I think, because Alabama is playing Group of Five team. That's nothing against Cincinnati, but I think Alabama will take care of business there. And they open this one as a thirteen and a half point favorite, and Georgia opens as a seven and a half point favorite against Michigan. But I definitely think the line towards that Georgia game is going to close a little bit. I definitely think Georgia has kind of come down to earth a little bit. They're still an amazing football team, but I think um, the reality of them beating Michigan is a little bit better now that we. We've seen them play a good team um, that they will play uh, from here on out. And we could possibly see um, an Alabama-Georgia rematch in the national championship rematch of 2018 national championships. One of my one of my favorite games I've ever watched. Um, that, no, not one of the fa- my favorite game that I've ever watched. Um, just so, so amazing. And then, um, so looks like, so this is setting up for a great game. And then in the Peach Bowl, we will have... Michigan State and Pittsburgh and Baylor will play Notre Dame and I believe the Cotton Bowl or no um I believe the Sugar Bowl okay so um another huge thing that's gone on um in college football is the coaches we've had a couple coaches get hired um in surprising situations so starting out um we've got this is all crazy this is happening before the season's even over of course it's just one bowl game uh but a lot this all happened this week um we had Lincoln Riley just snake on over to um USC um he was in he was uh, with Oklahoma and he's had a lot of success there uh nicknamed the quarterback whisperer for having two straight um uh quarterbacks win the Heisman um and Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield I mean he he he's been amazing and I was surprised to uh, see him leave but a lot of the speculation is we have um we're heading into the um like we're gonna head into the SEC, and after seeing this year how dominant Georgia's been, now Alabama, he's like, there's no way that this team could compete um, with that level of like with that level of football. So I'm just gonna go ahead and move my. So I'm just gonna go ahead and move on over to. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and move on over to 
uh, USC. He's already uh, picked a bu- uh, picked up a bunch of recruits to USC. Um, a couple like I think the best quarterback in the class or one of the best players, and a couple of recruits have flipped out of um, uh, Oklahoma, but maybe they want to flip back. As now it has been announced that Oklahoma is going to be signing Clemson defensive coordinator Brett Venables, who's been amazing for Clemson. Um, with them winning two national championships while he's there. In his 25 years of coaching, he's never been a part of a losing season. He was at Oklahoma from two- 1999 to 2011. And um, he's been, like, I, f- I think at least he's been offered a lot of, or he's been, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been offered a lot of jobs, but he's turned them down uh, wanting to stay at Clemson. And finally, there is one job that could pull him away, and that is Oklahoma. And then Brett, uh, and then Brian Kelly from Notre Dame um, went over in the middle of the season, or I guess it was this week. And thank you to everyone. I got I made a video about that the second that came out, and um, I got th- uh, thir- 3,700 views on that video, the third most I've ever gotten, um, and the most I've ever gotten as a vi- on a video um, talking about uh, college or like talking about uh, news or like anything to do with my podcast. So thank you so much about that. Uh, but he went over to LSU um, right in the midseason, and they were they were like one team, uh, one more team winning away from getting into the um, championship. If Alabama would have or getting into the playoffs, like if Alabama would have lost um, last night, or if um, Cincinnati would have lost last night, they would have been in. Um, being just out, um, and he left um, right in the middle of the season, and it was really funny. He got over there, and he um, immediately, somehow he picked up a, uh, how he already had the southern accent in like his press conference or something after being over there for a day, so a lot of people thought that was funny, um, and that he had like a fake uh, southern accent. Um, so that's that for college football. Now moving into the NFL. So now in the NFL, I'm going to run through the scores uh, quickly. First off, we got the Cowboys and the Saints. Cowboys get that one done, 27-17. Colts beat the Texans, 31 to nothing. Huge win there. They had a couple players pop off. Um, then the Lions, finally, they get they got a win. Last second touchdown against the Vikings. Um, they threw, it was, they, I think they were like 15 yards out. Um, Jared Goffing's a nice pass, and they get the win, 29-27 against the Vikings. No team will go completely defeated this year. The Dolphins beat the Giants 20-9. Um, Buccaneers destroyed the Falcons 30-17. Uh, Jets beat the Eagles 33 to. Eagles beat the Jets 33-18, Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22, and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins return, Chargers beat the Bengals 41-22, Rams are beating the Jaguars 29-27, and I'm sure they will uh, finish that one out in the third quarter with three minutes left. Third quarter with two minutes left, we have a low-scoring game, Raiders Raiders are down on the Washington Washington football team uh, 7-6, and uh, Washington has the ball. Third quarter uh, with 12 minutes left. Uh, Ravens are up on the Steelers in that epic rivalry. I'm pretty sure the Ravens will get away with this one um, as the Steelers really haven't been it. And also, speaking of the Steelers, this uh, has been reported as Ben Roethlisberger's last year with the team. Uh, so that's pretty crazy. Um, 
or that that's what they're that's what uh Ben Roethlisberger is saying that he uh look thinks this isn't going to be his last year with the Steelers he's been a part of that franchise for so long but I mean I've been thinking that they probably need to draft their replacement that they probably need to draft his replacement in a couple of years and of course this year really isn't the year to do it um as it's been it's also been they've been talking about how it's likely that there won't even be a quarterback drafted in the first or in the top 10 picks um I mean you have Desmond Ritter uh coming out it was supposed to be um it, you've got Desmond Ritter coming out, and really, that's about it. Um, I'm like, like the top quarterbacks right now. Bryce Young still has a year left. C.J. Stroud still has a year left. Um, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if Spencer Rattler still has a year left. But of course, he didn't have a good game. Uh, he didn't have a good season and is now transferring. Um, and then the currently the 49ers are up on the Seahawks, 23 to 21 at halftime. Broncos and Chiefs will be t- uh, the night game, and the uh, Bills will play the Patriots uh, tomorrow. That'll be an exciting game. You've got the Manning cast, and I mean the Bill- uh, Bills, amazing team. Um, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, all of that, and the Patriots have been great with Mac Jones. So that'll be a very exciting game. So now something in, in the MLB that has not um, happened since the 1994-1995 team, um, 1995 season, that is, uh, there is a st- strike or not a strike but an uh, MLB lockout um last time it happened uh in the middle of the season going from August 12th uh 1994 to April 2nd 1995 so like the whole season and uh, almost at the start of the second season um and then uh so right now we've got um the MLB lockout um that is happening right now and that is because um and that is because they cannot uh, they couldn't agree they couldn't agree on a new CBA or collective bargain agreement, and I'll explain what that is right uh, for a second. But hopefully, this shouldn't um, uh, move into the um, move into the regular season. But if it lasts as long as the 1994-5 one did, uh, then it will seep into the beginning of the season. But basically, what happens is that there are two. Um, Basically, what happens is there are two parties that make up the MLB. You've got the MLB, which owns the teams, uh, the rights to all the teams, like everything that goes on, all the merchandise, uh, ticket sales, stadiums, all that stuff. That's the MLB. And you have the MLB Players Association that works with all the players and basically acts as the players union or is the players union. Right. So um, those two teams have to have an agreement so the players can play for uh, the MLB. But right now, um, they had an agreement um, that ended this year um, on December 1st, and they couldn't renew. They couldn't come up with a new agreement, right? So so now um, they have to come up with an agreement, and um, what the Players Association wants and what the MLB wants are not coinciding. So if that's better pay for the players or better more for minor league players or if that's a different um more playoffs or more games uh whatever they whatever one side wants uh, the other side won't agree on so they have to find an agreement um but at the same time this will be really um interesting for what happens depending on how long this lasts like teams teams um of course are probably holding or probably would be holding meetings at least um by the end of december um and into january and you will have spring training like players Players, I believe it's pitchers and catchers that start reporting first. They start at the end of February, and then, of course, the season starts um, at the beginning of April, so it'll be interesting to see how long that goes. Now, moving into college basketball, um, to wrap up today's episode, 
Um, the big game that I wanted to highlight was last night, Alabama, their football team, knocks off the number one team in Georgia, and then uh, at the same, right after that game ended, their basketball team knocks off number three, Gonzaga, ends Gonzaga, 91-82, to so an amazing, amazing day for the University of Alabama. Uh, going in, they basically went into Georgia playing in Atlanta, it was like 68% Georgia fans there, um, and then they go into Gonzaga, uh, two highly ranked teams, and give big wins. Aside from that, Stenton Hall played Nyack, I guess, I think is how you say it, and they put up 113 points on them to a, a whole 67. That was crazy. I remember seeing, like, at the beginning of the season, um, a lot of times you don't see these college teams put up 100, um, and, I like, Loyola put up 104 um, in, like, their first or second game, and that was um, amazing. And then... Um, the year at, and then like the day after Alabama put up 104 and then I saw a couple other teams I was like ah I guess this isn't any isn't that special anymore and Houston put up 111 on what to 144 against the Bryants the Bryant Bulldogs um and I could have sworn they were the Bryant Bears I'll have to look into that but um yeah that um that was another crazy game but not too many uh, massive um ranked matchups yet um of course we are just starting um we are just starting um in in conference play, you've got like Iowa Purdue, um, and number two Purdue um gets the win there by seven points, and then of course there was that Gonzaga versus Duke game, um, and Duke got the win there, um, eighty four to eighty one, um, versus number three Gonzaga, and I believe it was number one versus number five, um, num- Gonzaga at number one when they played, and Ohio State, who's unranked, ended up beating Duke, um, on the thirtieth of November, which was five days ago, seventy one to sixty six. And then at the beginning of the season, of course, Duke, they've had a really, like, really uh, good strength of schedule here. Um, if we're t- I, don't, I don't know how much that plays into effect in college basketball. But, uh, and then they beat uh, number nine, Kentucky, 79 to 71. Really quickly going to run through the um, standings. I'm really quickly going to run through the rankings here. So we got Duke number one, Purdue number two, Gonzaga number three, Baylor number four, number five, UCLA, Villanova, Texas, uh, Kansas, Kentucky, and number 10 is Arkansas, 11, um, Arizona, BYU, Tennessee, Florida, Houston at number 15, Alabama, um, Connecticut, Memphis, um, Iowa, USC at 20, Auburn, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Stenton Hall at 25. That about wraps it up for this week's edition of the Round Loop Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Round the Leak Podcast. You can tune in next Sunday for another episode.